1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Writer with you. Wait, is today hump day? Did I miss that earlier?
3: Happy hump
2: day to you. So, do you like Hump Day? Because you're standing at top, you're standing at the high point of the week. Is that
3: absolutely? We are halfway to our weekend, our Saturday, our Sunday, which we cherish so much.
2: You know how I told you that I an hour ago that I um I did a one eighty on Tom Brady. I hated him, but then I kind of liked him. I learned to appreciate him. I'm not gonna say I've done a total one eighty on Hump Day, but I I feel bad if I if I impacted your love for Hump Day because you get real joy out of hump day. I now realize all
3: I heard there is I'm wearing you down. Almost 2 years of working <laughs> together and I am getting to you.
2: It's okay. That's change all I change is good. Heard. Change is good, pretty daddy at DCLCBS on uh on Twitter. We got Bryce Stallcone up in uh, 20 minutes we'll get into LeBron James. He's uh as you know going to set the all-time scoring mark barring an injury almost certainly next Tuesday against the Thunder in LA or next Thursday against the Bucks in uh also in Los Angeles. And I've got I've got a really fascinating petty way he might break the record to really rub it in Kareem's face that uh that a source sort of speculated to me. So we'll give you that at the end of the show if Disa doesn't let me uh, doesn't let me forget. He also said a pretty ridiculous mark yesterday. So we'll sneak in a little NBA by ourselves. Uh but the big news of the last twenty four hours is is NFL news and we've talked to Miko Ryan's And what feels like, it's hard to assess a guy that hasn't been a head coach, a really nice hire by the Texans, at least based on the standard of a lot of folks wanted to hire this guy. And he took this job. I think the Texans' job is a potentially really good job. Uh, Obviously, Tom Brady's retired. Again. Then you have Sean Payton. and, And his decision to take what felt like the last chair remaining in the NFL coaching musical chairs, the Denver Broncos. A job, it's amazing the, the thin line between success and utter utter destitution in the National Football League. A job that a year ago, less than that, would have been one of the best jobs on paper in the NFL. You get that defense and Russell Wilson, let's go. And now feels like a disaster because of Russell Wilson. But Sean Payton's in. He's in. The The Broncos formalized and finalized an agreement with the Saints, still under contract with those guys, still they had rights to him as a, as a head coach. Here's what happens. The Broncos get Sean Payton and a 2024 third-round pick. They give up a first-round pick in this upcoming draft, What is of the 28th, 29th pick, and they give up a second-round pick. And there are, I think, three things that are going to define Sean Payton's success in this job. I don't want to lose track of the first one. I'm going to go least obvious to most obvious. One is, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Not only do you have to be successful in the sense that, that you've got to do the things in your own organization, you step into a brutal division because it has the most dominant team in the National Football League. Are my, I can say that now, right, Tom? You've made five consecutive AFC Championship games, three of the last five Super Bowls. You may win two of the last three, if I'm remembering. The Chiefs went three years ago. That is a serious challenge, and if the Chargers don't get it turned around with Brandon Staley, he's going to be gone, and somebody else is going to come in who will with Justin Herbert. And the Raiders will see what they can be and what they can do, but maybe they can be interesting. That's number one. It, it ain't an easy division, and you're talking in a 17-game season a perennial 12-win team every year. You've got to battle the Chiefs. That's, that's number one. Uh, the second thing that Sean Payton has to do is he's got to prove that he's actually a remarkable head coach without Drew Brees. Without a modern, in their prime, or prime-ish, top five, six quarterback in the history of the sport. And that means the culture changes that people say that he is capable of, of, of instituting. That means running, and you're a CEO when you're an NFL head coach, properly a staff and the coordinators that make the Broncos click on, on all cylinders. And then there's the big one and the obvious one and the reason he's getting $20 million a year. Not just a first and a second round pick, and they get a third back. So you want to call it a first and a second and a half round pick? We can certainly we can certainly do that. Whatever you want to call it. Not just that price, but $20 million a year to fix Russell Wilson. To fix his ability to be successful. To take someone who looks physically over the hill and turn whatever he has left in the tank into quarterback greatness to do it without the safety net of give it a chance and the guy can go away this isn't fixing Tua Bailoa like Mike McDaniels had to do this isn't fixing Zach Wilson or not and then like okay we gave it a year and we moved on many quarterbacks in the NFL where you're hired to make it work are on a one maybe a two-year timeline right tied to the fortunes of a GM who drafted him and so that person wants to give it a chance or just there's the window this year is we got to do Tua, and if it doesn't work, maybe we'll go with Brady, and then Tua worked well enough. They made that decision. No, no, no. Russell Wilson. And T-Sell, do you, do you have in front of you, is its is it, is it 58 years and $2.8 billion? Is that the, is that the contract that Russell Wilson's under?
3: Uh, 58 years. I'm actually seeing here there's an option for year 59 as well.
2: Got it. It's a long contract. It's $131 million. It's guaranteed. Russell Wilson's going to be there longer than Sean Payton if Russell Russell Wilson sucks as a quarterback. I mean, that's a reality. Either because Sean Payton's going to get fired or just as likely because Sean Payton's going to wake up in a couple years and just be like, I can't do this. The way that the cap works, the way that this team is structured, the reality is you have to win with Russell Wilson or you will fail. And so I understand why they went for Sean Payton. I, I, I get the decision to go and get the guy. But let me just remind everybody out there, that the notion of greatness in sports, especially for coaches and GMs, is often a mirage. It can be very, very fleeting. Players are what we see, and they can deteriorate. Russell Wilson's a pretty good example. Russell Wilson was a top six, seven, eight quarterback in the history of, of the game. He was. He probably he is. I mean, when it's all said and done, he will be. And if he got in that second Super Bowl be an easier argument to make. But he was. And then age caught up to him. And that happens to everybody. It's the, reason, it's the reason Tom Brady's retiring today. But coaches and GMs can often steal the shine or, or, or operate with the glow of someone else and make it look like they're the ones that did it. And the examples are, are wide and they are varied. Mike McCarthy is the easy guy to pick on, who has an all-time great top 10 quarterback who won only a single ring but who made you look like a genius until you went away from that guy who was difficult by the way to deal with and you're tired of it and you thought you were the talent and then you look like a clown you look like Bozo the Clown on an NFL field that's Mike McCarthy you could certainly though describe Sean Payton if things don't go well with a sometimes difficult diva-ish bit of a weirdo's the, the wrong term and I'm a weirdo so I don't mean it as a put down but kind of a, a, just a weird guy in Russell Wilson and by the way we don't have to speculate whether or not Russell Wilson requires a little bit of assistance because we now know how good Pete Carroll was as a head coach. We know Pete Carroll passes that test because that was a Seattle team that crazy overachieved with Geno Smith. But it's not just it's not just Mike McCarthy. I'll give you an NBA I'll give you an NBA reminder. Uh, poor Jerry Krause GM of the greatest Bulls team, NBA dynasty, maybe in history, was really just the guy that was there. And he drafted him, but it was really just the guy that was there when Jordan was there. Now, Phil Jackson passes the test because he goes and he, he makes Kobe and Shaq work. So it can be either thing. It can be either direction. Bill Belichick, we'll see. There's time, I'm not writing off his entire career, but a lot of the shine on Bill Belichick has gone away. It's not what it used to be. Because he is no longer, and hasn't been for a few years, lifted up. Had the benefit of Tom Brady's greatness. Sean Payton's not a lock. He is super likable. He does, And I was only around him for some NFC Championship games in a scrum in the back of the room. Didn't know me from Adam. I'm not pretending I know Sean Payton. But having covered the NFL back in the day and been around that nationally... Really likable, like extremely charming coach, and he knew the guys. And he's—I'm telling you—he's going to be good, giving little stuff here and there to national writers, which is great. But it—but it, it's going to get him better press. It's, it's all in the game. It's how it works. And he went to Fox Sports, and one of one of our competitors here at, at CBS Sports Radio, another radio host who's kind of a big deal, who I really like as a guy and is, has been has been good to me, has been out there praising him nonstop. Their colleagues over at Fox Sports. Because Sean Payton was in that green room, was walking around as a super nice, charming guy. My point is Sean Payton's real good at managing human beings and and being likable. And he gets a lot of press and a lot of benefit of the doubt in a way that maybe an arrogant Mike McCarthy didn't, in a way that Bill Belichick never will if the wheels really come off in New England. But to take a job like this is to have to go out there and be measured in wins and losses. That's it. And unlike D'Amico Ryans, who took the Texans' job, which I think is a really good gig... D'Amico Ryans, who was the coordinator, defensive coordinator of the Niners, highly sought after. We'll see what he can be as a head coach, but a great coordinator, six-year deal. He's going to get to with the number two pick draft, probably Bryce Young, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with the Bears at number one. He's going to get to pick a quarterback, maybe the quarterback that he wants. He's going to get time and patience. And if next year the Texans only win... Five or six or three or nine game nine to be a huge success. It's going to be okay. He's it's it's a it's a rebuilding process. If the Denver Broncos next year go seven and ten, let's say, that's going to be a disaster for Sean Payton. That's going to be the sky is falling for Sean Payton. That's going to be from the perspective of ownership and the media in Denver and those of us who are clear eyed. A wait. You guys gave up multiple picks, multiple first-round picks included, for the coach and the quarterback. You paid the quarterback $131 million-ish in guaranteed money, and the coach $20 million a year. That's also guaranteed, not against the cap, but still a lot of money to be the coach. And you guys are 7-10, and 10, and Russell Wilson's going to be a year older, and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs and Brandon Staley either figured it out or just got fired and they brought in someone who can actually coach, the pressure is going to be intense, and the need to win is now. And by the way, the Broncos are devoid and bereft of the kind of draft picks that are usually required to fill the gaps to be competitive. Competitive football teams. If you're the Bengals, if you're the Chiefs, if you were the Rams a year ago, the Rams actually ran out of they, they they put all their chips in the middle. That's a bad example. If you're any of these teams that are trying to maintain some excellence, the ability to go out and draft some guys to fill the coffers a little bit, to have some bodies, to plug in an offensive lineman, to plug in a skills player, maybe you and this part of the Chiefs every year, a receiver, whatever it is, you do it through the draft. The Broncos are going to have, be at a huge disadvantage compared to their competitors of doing that because they gave those picks away, many of them, significant picks to bring in a quarterback who's broken and now a coach who's supposed to fix that quarterback. But again, history of sports tell us having an all time great can make you look a lot more competent, a lot more amazing, a lot more brilliant, a lot more impressive than you than you actually are. Sean Payton might very well fail. John Gruden was widely celebrated. I get it. human nature. You don't want to be like when there's news like, yeah, this guy sucks. But skepticism's required. John Gruden got hired I don't even remember, five or six years ago when he got when he when he went to the Raiders before he got fired, and not everybody, but like ninety seven percent of the chorus was singing hallelujah. And Mike McCarthy gets hired in Dallas, and the chorus wasn't quite as unified, but it was a good amount. It was certainly fifty percent or more singing hallelujah. Dallas is finally is finally saved, and it's a hell. Phil Jackson, if I can go an NBA reference, went to the Knicks to be the GM. And the chorus was singing, "Hallelujah." Dolan finally spent some money. The Knicks are on their way. I mean, the list and the examples are long. Remember when Ty Lue was a great coach? Er, he just coached LeBron James. That's a big part of success. The chorus is singing Sean Payton's praise. And the music and the notes are enhanced by how likable the guy is, how charming the guy is. I think it's 50-50 at best. He's successful, and you make me, you make me say it, I think he's going to fail. He's going to fail. I'm not even sure. I'm not even convinced Sean Payton could go and could succeed with whoever the 15th or 14th best quarterback is in the National Football League. You put Derek Carr on that Broncos team, and you tell me Sean Payton's going to coach him, maybe, maybe, but I'm not sure. Russell Wilson, in terms of his performance, I just mean that's all. that's all that I mean is basically is basically Baker Mayfield at his worst, right? Can't move on from him, but oh my God, how is this guy playing quarterback in the National Football League? I don't think it's going to work. Tom, that felt pretty negative. I think uh, it's going to be Sean uh, Payton, Payton the debt for a long time. I yeah. have to work on it.
3: Now, to be clear about this, because this is ringing some bells for me, you know, big-time coach gets hired. This is a different kind of fail, though, than Urban Meyer and Dysfunction in Jacksonville. Oh, Urban is
2: a grand example. Yeah, that's. A, I, I forgot that one. That's a great pull. Urban. Everybody sell other than this show. If I may, other than this show. I once thought about doing a montage of all the stuff we got right, and I was like, it'd be so long and obnoxious, which was just, as was saying that, was short and obnoxious. <laughs> Better do it that way. I, no, I, look, I think Urban Meyer was always going to be a failure for the reasons we're talking about because but he's also a he's just not a good leader and he was unproven as a leader of of adult men. Uh, Sean Payton clearly can lead adult men and and maybe he'll succeed. I I don't think that he will. I don't think he will. But 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 he but he can. But it's it's two or three things. It's it's one is he really in a vacuum? He doesn't operate in a vacuum, but in a vacuum is he truly a top five coach in the NFL because there's a lot of smart guys out there, man. Zach Taylor turned out to be a pretty good coach, and Mike McDaniel turns out to be a, a pretty good coach, and Andy Reid is obviously an absolute genius and has figured out with Patrick Mahomes. And you just and those and just because those guys have had some success, Bill Belichick's a pretty good coach. So just against your your competitors, is Sean Payton that level? I'm skeptical, maybe, but I can't see through the fog and the light and the greatness of Drew Brees. That's really what it comes down to. I don't know, neither do you, because. Drew Brees was so talented, he obscured our ability to, to see it properly. In a vacuum. But we're not in a vacuum. We're talking about Russell Wilson, who looks like he can't play quarterback in the NFL anymore. So you have to fix Russell Wilson's failures tactically and schematically. You have to address whatever he is or isn't in terms of being broken physically. We'll see. Maybe, it, maybe he just wasn't trying. I don't know. And you have to repair some real trust. Your quarterback is... Loathed by your football team, that's a problem. It's a problem. And then you got a team called the Chiefs, and not just the Chiefs. The AFC is brutal, man. It's not a division where you can do what Tampa Bay did or some other teams and win. You know, well, we went nine and eight, but we won the division barely, and we're in the playoffs. We're making progress. No, man. No. A, they ain't gonna get it done in the AFC, and B, a team that's gonna go nine and eight in a bad division is gonna maybe win six or seven games in the in the AFC West. It'd be brutal. All right, Sean Payton, the price for get, hiring him—I got to work on it. it's long.
3: I like where your heads at. You're close. I feel like we're really I'm,
2: I'm, close. We workshop. This is the community here on on Rather Than You. All right, uh, uh, Tom. I, I, I apologize that earlier today we, we Tom Haberstroh very graciously agreed to, to bump his parents to tomorrow with all the news that came out, and I I made the mistake of trying to get rid of the buy or sell, and you you were very um spirited. In your, in, your, in your response, so having, having, having given in as well I should have on this hump day to your buy or sell, wh- wh- how is it today? What, what, what are we looking at?
3: Uh, first off, Bill, I want to apologize. I think I was overly aggressive in, the, I don't know, demanding that we do buy or sell today. Um,
2: don't I'm, apologize. It actually, it actually gave me a new perspective on LeBron flailing okay. about. It's very similar. <laughs> I like the passion. It's a little much from each of you. I like the passion.
3: Uh, we have a loaded edition of buy or sell today. Mm.
2: Like a loaded potato. Uh, we got a loaded buyer sell Headlines from sports and a take on each one. There's a, there's a question that Tom came up with that, that it's an eyebrow raiser. You're going to want to hear it next year on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is
1: brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You
2: podcast. All right, Welcome back into the show. Let me just say, I feel like that's out of context. You play that a lot. It makes me laugh. That was a very, I don't remember what you said. It was, you know, chocolate tastes bad. It's
3: very much in context.
2: You, you you, make it seem, you imply as if that's my, my percentage on everything you say.
3: I think it's actually a little higher than that. I would probably go, if you were being truthful, I think it would probably be somewhere around 97,
2: 98. 89% is what I disagree with you (laughs) on the whole. On that topic, it was a 93. It was a little higher. All right. All right, let's do it. Let's get into a little, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for a uh, fully loaded baked potato version of uh, Buy own.
0: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You.
3: Bill, we've done a lot on NFL head coaching, and let's keep that theme going here. Yesterday, the Panthers introduced Frank Wright as their new head coach. And aside from finding a franchise quarterback, Bill, we all know they need one. Wright explained what else is important for the franchise.
0: Top 10 defense is going to give you a chance in every game, but a top 5 defense is what really can elevate you. Um, as a team, that you can not only be in every game, but you can find a way to win every game when you've got a top five defense. So we understand we're in a league that is, uh, you know, offensively driven in many ways, but kind of the secret sauce is create and build upon the momentum that we have here, the players, the roster that we have here on defense.
3: The secret sauce. I love that phrase. My question to you, Bill, I I don't use that one, but I I don't, I want to. You're
2: not a secret sauce guy? uh, It feels a little overused now, like how secret, like the secret sauce is we want to be good on defense, like that's the, that's (laughs) my problem with it. I'm down with if it's a secret sauce, like, you know, you're making a, you know, a rub for, um, for barbecue and you don't tell anyone that you've got ground up shamrocks in there or something like, or whatever. Okay. But the secret (laughs) and the secret sauce is we want to be good on defense. Oh, wow. You cracked the code, bro.
3: All right, keeping that same energy. My question to you: Buy oh, okay. or sell that a top five defense can make up for a lack of a franchise quarterback?
2: I don't know. Did the Niners have a, have a top five defense? I mean, they didn't have a quarterback.
3: They didn't have a can quarterback, I'm- but they had so many quarterbacks. Then they didn't have anyone who could throw the football at all.
2: I mean, Joe Flacco and and, and um, Brad Johnson would raise their hands. I'll buy that. It, I'll buy that it can buy. Oh. And who was it? I can't remember. Was it Rex Grossman who made the Super Bowl with the Bears? That's gross, man. Um, buy. buy. Oh, yeah. Buy or sell. It's too soon to commit. Either way, if the Carolina's good or bad, that I can use the the the, the, the Pryke. Wait, how do I say it? The right Frank Reich? I got it. See, now I can't do it. I was going to the price is wrong, but Pryke doesn't work. I thought
3: we were using everything's going to be all right.
2: Yeah, Reich. Yeah, I was trying to expand it. I'm off today. <laughs> Must be in the mood.
3: Speaking of being off, yeah. we mentioned this guy last segment. One of your favorites, Urban Meyer, was a guest of the All Things Covered podcast with our buddy Brian McFadden and Patrick Peterson. Wasn't he really? He really was. And he said wow. he does not wow. expect to be back on All the right. sidelines coaching anytime soon. And Billy also praised his former team. No desire, and of course,
0: you know I think I do some things differently, and you know I was excited to see because they they have a lot of different players. And when I was there, they did a really good job in free agency this year.
3: No desire to coach again. And then he immediately turned the topic back to the Jaguars, praising his former squad. Buy or sell Urban Meyer will ever coach again at any level.
2: Oh, bye. Bye. This may not be fair. I'm just telling you my feeling, not the truth. Okay. But when Urban Meyer speaks I'm skeptical of whatever is being said. Urban Meyer could say in a podcast, the earth is round, and I would suddenly doubt my doubts of Kyrie. Anything that comes out of Urban Meyer's mouth, I'm instantly skeptical of.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's no way he's coaching again in the NFL. What what college program is going for? Who's going to fall for this again?
2: Somebody, man. I mean, I my, my buddy... Jeff definitely wants Missouri to hire him, so like some somebody somebody's going to.
3: And when I say fall for it, I know he's one of the most successful college coaches of all time. I just mean everything that follows Urban Meyer to these college universities. Like, who is going to sign up for that again?
2: Let me ask you this: buy or sell? And I know that's our guy. Buy or sell? That that when you have someone on a, a show that's a friend of yours, you have to ask more difficult questions.
3: I'm gonna buy. Buy. It. But I'm also going to say I did not listen to it it's an, Me either. in it's entirety I would have thought if those difficult questions were asked those would have been the ones that made the headlines but I will buy that that they probably needed to ask tougher questions
2: I love I love, I love where
1: your headset
3: All right let's stay in the NFL here the Baltimore Ravens bill they have a pro bowl quarterback and his name is not Lamar Jackson after throwing just two touchdowns and three interceptions, Tyler is Huntley is on his way to the Pro Bowl games. Huntley is a fourth alternate replacing Josh Allen, who will sit out because of an elbow injury. Buy or sell the Pro Bowl games need to become just an award so that there are no alternates for injured players.
2: Buy. Whatever. Bye. Make it a whiffle ball competition. I would probably watch that. Or pickleball.
3: Just send everybody, someone, I mean we're playing like dodgeball now. Just send someone a plaque or a trophy in the mail. Like this is getting ridiculous.
2: I, I saw this story yesterday and I was just like, this has to be the Ravens like well, like well-aimed attempt to just put a stake to the heart of this stupid event. Two touchdowns. He threw
3: two touchdowns.
2: <laughs> he
3: threw more interceptions than touch. Like what are we <laughs> doing here?
2: I got nothing I got nothing it's the it's a it's amazing because everything the NFL turns to just about turns to gold everything is is a ratings not this thing is nobody cares it's
3: dumb no I know we, we we're, we're clowning this this event the pro Bowl games but on some level on a serious level if you're Huntley do you not accept the invite
2: I don't know. Is there a bonus situation? I I, I don't know if there's like probably, and
3: I would never want to prevent him from any financial gain. But like I, like he has to know, like I threw two touchdowns. Like what are yep. we doing here?
2: I mean, is it still in Hawaii? I don't know anything about this stupid event. Does he get the free trip to Hawaii?
3: Uh, I actually couldn't tell you the destination. No, Lost it's in Vegas. Vegas. Vegas.
2: I mean, get a free trip to Vegas. What he should do is he should take the trip, and then not show up for the for the event. <laughs> Just be at the casino. You know, playing craps.
4: But imagine the the conversations are going to happen in like 20 years. People are looking back and see who played at this time, and they don't remember that. And they go, oh, Huntley, he made a Pro Bowl one year. He must have been good. No. No.
3: Is anybody going to look back at Tyler Huntley's career, the way that it's the trajectory that he's on right now? You
4: you might not be looking for Tyler Huntley when you begin the search, but the search might end up including (laughs) him as a Pro Bowl quarterback
2: in the year 2022. (laughs) Fair enough. This reminds me when I started doing radio at another place, whenever it was, and I, I, I was on the air with some NFL players, so it must have been Artrell Hawkins, who's a great guy, and I, I referenced some guy being a you know a pro bowler, and on the air, he's like, no, 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 dude, dude, all pro matters. He's like, never, ever cite a pro bowl again. And he explained to me why. Even then, even when Huntley wasn't getting the, the nod, it was a joke to guys who would play in the league.
4: Yeah, because I think part of it, too, is, and Bill, you know this, players sometimes don't know who's good. Like, you're playing a game, you're not watching everybody else's games. That's right. Just because you yeah. play one position of football doesn't mean you know another position. So the guys that remember to vote aren't necessarily experts on football. And I, 100%. I, so, like, you always end up in these, like, bizarro world. Like, I saw, I saw a clip the other day that Trey Young, in the All-Star voting, was the 12th the number 12 guard in the East, Trey Young. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if that's a personal thing, if that's just an ignorance thing or a bad, you know, people
2: forgetting to vote or whatever, or checking the wrong box. Nobody likes him. Yeah. I mean, he is not. I just had an idea, though. You just gave me why don't we send Urban Meyer to coach? Ooh, I like that. Or not to coach. <gasps> like, here's how you... here's what not to do. <laughs> And when he says no, you're like, look, man, it's in Vegas. There will be co-eds. There are, no? there are bars with, I'm just, what's wrong with wanting to dance? Phil Collins did a whole song on it. Yeah, and he wasn't the only one. <laughs> There's that great documentary, Footloose. <laughs> Footloose is such a great documentary.
3: All right, speaking of coaches. Kevin Bacon.
2: How many Kevin Bacon movies have you seen, d
3: uh, I'd probably set that number pretty low, but I did just see a new Kevin Bacon commercial.
4: Oh, That's, dang, a commercial? Yeah, it's a car commercial. I, yes, it's, is that
3: his real his daughter. life daughter? Yes, his real life daughter. I think so. Is she an actress too? Because I didn't recognize her right away. other Dude, than the sounds fact like that you Google searched. No, yeah. <laughs> you tell us. Other than the fact Clearly. That she looks like Kevin Bacon, so I figured okay. that. No, I have so, no idea if she's an actress so okay. or not.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, or if she's an Aquarius or yeah. whatever. Is that a yeah. sign?
4: <laughs> but now you know her entire <laughs> bio.
2: All right, getting to. I don't know flag. if she likes vanilla with, with sprinkles. <laughs>
4: if I had to guess, she has two cats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'm going to get to the oh. NBA here and the NBA All Star Game. Celtics talk, rookie head, talk to me. Celtics rookie head coach Joe Mazzulla sounds like he couldn't possibly care any less about coaching Team Giannis. When asked what his reaction was to being named a head coach for the All-Star Game, he said, "Quote, I was just like whatever. I was at dinner with my wife and a few friends. I had more important things going on at the time." End quote. Buy or sell? You're okay with Joe Missoula admitting that this was his reaction?
2: Oh, buy. All-Star Game's stupid. Buy. I like the NBA. I watch the NBA almost every night. I enjoy it. I think it's super interesting. I know the criticisms that are valid. I still watch the sport. The All-Star Game is... I used to love it. It was an awful event. I'm so glad I'm not covering it this year. Thank you, CBS Sports HQ. And I'm sure the guy doesn't want to go.
3: I'm okay with him having that reaction, but he's one of a very few, what, 30 NBA head coaches. Does the NBA really need him giving this reaction out loud? Like, there's no way... That they're happy with him saying
2: this. They probably don't love it, but he's probably like, "Whatever, man. I stepped into the doo doo left behind by Ime Udoka. I am. I have been cleaning up doo doo the whole season. You guys can just deal with me with me being candid.
3: All right, staying in the end. See, I did there with doo doo. Uh,
2: Absolutely. Okay, I just wanted you to pick it up my putting down. Got
3: it. Nikola Jokic was added again last night. 26 points, 18 rebounds, 15 assists, and the Nuggets went over the Pelicans. In Jokic's last 12 games, he has seven triple-doubles. And I know, Bill, you're not a big fan of hollow triple-doubles, but Denver is 10-2 in those 12 games. Buy or sell Jokic's triple-doubles being impressive because they lead to wins.
2: I mean, I'll buy everything about Jokic is impressive, yeah. Bye. Yeah, and I have I have, con- Bogish, I've convinced D cell that box scores lie. Now I just get these random text messages with 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 hashtags, which you don't have to put in the text message, but hashtag box score box scores lie. Are
3: you not feeling my hashtags?
2: But no, I like it. You just do it. Jokic's <laughs> box scores don't tend not to lie. Like they, if you, like they are. He is legitimately impacting games pretty continuously.
4: Can I? I I'm just asking for. I don't know for safety's sake. I'm re- and I'm reading it again right now. I have a note that they're sixteen and O in his sixteen triple doubles. You just gave Is him. That... Two, you just gave him two losses in triple doubles.
3: In those, <gasps> he had seven triple doubles in the last twelve games. In those twelve games, they're ten and two.
4: But
2: that oh. that can't. Wait, no, so the
4: oh the overall streak in their last twelve Got games, it. they have ten wins. Within those twelve games, it's two different things. Got but, it. But So let's go with mine, that they're 16 for 16 when he triple-doubles. That's not a lie. Diesel
2: looks very, I very, know. very mad. Thank it's, you for that. You, guys, you know, you guys have both brought great stats to the same point, which is this guy is good. Uh, I don't want to pick on, on Russell Westbrook, but it's not a Russell Westbrook triple-double, right? Yeah, where it's well, like, honestly,
3: that's why I wrote the question the way that I did, because, I mean, you've pounded the drum on this, that Russell Westbrook triple-doubles – they lie. They don't lead to wins, even as MVP do lie. season. They do lie.
2: Yep, they lie. Box scores lie all the time. All right, let's finish. He's up. so good, man. By the way, can I just say, like, that's why the NBA to me is still super interesting, despite all of its issues, because you have every night it's a different guy who's worthy of this level of acclaim, and that's before you get to LeBron. And we'll get to LeBron good. a little later. Good talk.
3: Let's finish with some tennis here. Over the weekend, Novak Djokovic won his 10th Australian Open, which put him in a tie with Rafael Nadal for 22 Grand Slam titles, the most all-time. However, Bill, the Australian Open saw a steady decline in TV viewership, and some have accused Novak Djokovic of being, quote, a turnoff. Buy or sell decline in ratings is a Novak Djokovic problem, not a tennis problem.
2: I mean, bye. I'm a bye. tennis guy, but I didn't watch a lot of it. It's the middle of the night, right? But I still normally would because I didn't want to see. I I think it's the inevitable coronation of of, of Novak with no Alcaraz, with no with Nadal going out early. It just was obvious. T- you're a tennis guy too, Andrew. It was obvious. Uh, Djokovic was going to win, and I just I don't like him. I not What am I? What can I say? I've tried. I don't like the guy.
4: I said that he was going to lose. I said Nadal was going to lose. I said neither one of them was going to win. Nadal went out quickly, and not only did Djokovic win, he apparently won through a torn hamstring muscle. Like, he was not even physically 100%, and he still destroyed the field.
2: He is, by the way, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to never say it again until I have to, but I hate it so much. He He is the best of all time. He's going to be whatever he is. Like, I hate it.
4: Yeah, and it's how you can, I guess, at some point for like for now, you can line them up the way you want. I mean, Raj is always gonna be my number one. It's just amazing that we've had back to back to back all timers. Like, these are the three best of all time. You start with Federer, and you go, There's no way anyone can do this. And then Nadal caught him, and now Djokovic is gonna pass both of them.
2: It's amazing. And by the way, not to get too in the tennis weeds, even though D cell wants that. Yeah. Carlos Acaraz, we'll see if he can stay healthy. That guy is talented enough to win 12 to 24. He's that good. Um, we'll see if he can do it. By the way, buy or sell, guys, that Djokovic is more unlikable, more unlikable than Aaron Rodgers.
4: Oof. That's a tough one. Yeah, right. Because Djokovic had fewer fans before all the COVID stuff. The COVID stuff is kind of icing on the cake for those that didn't like him. Like, right. he was already hard to root for before all of that. Oof. At least, so for the most part, he kind of stays quiet. Like, Rogers is never going to leave us alone. Djokovic doesn't want to bother us necessarily, but then he ends up doing it. I feel like Rogers can't leave us alone.
2: Do you want to weigh in here, D. Cell, on our very, very, very short segment we're doing? For me, it's Rogers, but also
3: I'm not tennis guy like the two of you are. So you know way more about Novak than I do. For me, it's it's Aaron Rodgers.
2: I think it's Djokovic, and here's why: like because Nadal and Federer are so likable and such nice guys that the juxtaposition between those three, I just think I think Novak is such a. Unlikable guy. All right, we're out of time. Let's do a little LeBron James. Um, yes, yes, he's going to be the all time leading scorer. Did you know? You would if you listen to the show a lot. Uh, he's also one of the greatest assist creators in the history of the sport and set a record last night on that front. We're going to get into it after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from our assist leader, Andrew Bogish.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder
2: with you. Happy, beautiful, wonderful hump day. It's for you, Tom. I'm wearing you down. I got you, pal. You are wearing me down. Sadly, a uh, for both of us, a host produced relationship is in many ways like a marriage. There are there, there's a Venn diagram where we start to merge. It's much worse for you than it is for me. <laughs> it's gotta have some issues. How often do you walk around your house and say to your wife where your face lives?
3: Uh, more than she would like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Let's um, let's basket build this baby. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Basket Bill. The all-time great debate is over. The goat chase is finished. LeBron's past Jordan. You may not know it yet. You may not have admitted it yet. You may not have let go of the ghost, and I'm with you. I'm a child of Jordan. I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, and the Chicago suburbs, Dubuque to the Burbs to back to Dubuque. Grew up on Mike. Don't want to let it go. It was inevitable a few years ago, I think four years ago, when I crunched the numbers one day because I was bored on basketball reference and went, oh, man. Even at this many points a game, he's going to pass Kareem. It's a lock. And then I went to his other stats and realized, oh, my God, he could finish top five in assists. Well, that moment came last night. Not only is LeBron next week going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the all-time leading scorer, the dude last night leapt to fourth all-time in the history of the game in assists. And if he just averages five assists per game for the next couple seasons after this season, which he will, by the way, he's going to pass Chris Paul. He's the best of all time. It's already done. We just haven't we just haven't accepted it yet. Let me add the pettiness with which he may pass it. You know, what, let's get out of basketball because this one this one's just going to be me and Tom. Get out of this, baby. And that was Bass Kid Bill. Alright, buddy of mine. I'll credit him if he puts it out there. He might put it out there. It wasn't like a secret thing. But a friend of mine who's who's goes to a lot of Lakers games noticed something about LeBron's habits. He noticed that LeBron never comes out and does the normal shoot-around deal, never does the normal um, layup line, until about a month ago he started coming out, my buddy told me, and holding up the Lakers' layup line to practice skyhooks. Why would you be out there? Pr- and, he, and they would wait until he would get a skyhook. Why would you practice a sky No. Him and Kareem don't like each other. No. Kareem's former team is Milwaukee. If LeBron times it right, he can break the record against Kareem's former team at Staples Center next Thursday. What happens? And you heard it here first, but I will give the credit to the guy who called it if it happens. I'll give his permission. What happens? This isn't my observation. What happens if he breaks it with a skyhook?
3: No, I hate everything about you this. I'm actually cringing because I knew exactly where you were going. No, this cannot happen. He can't do that. He can't ruin this moment by doing that.
2: Doesn't it? Is it too petty? Yes, absolutely. Too petty. Absolutely we, too petty. We don't even know if Kareem's going, but I think, I think the moment is too big for him not. I think he has to go. I think it's a requirement. Somebody has to talk LeBron out of this. Nobody talks I mean, here's the thing. I haven't seen it. My buddy told me this. I believe him. Why would you be practicing skyhooks and holding up the Lakers' layup line? If not, because you're going to do it. This can't
3: happen. Now, look, it's a great observation by your buddy. I would think if, if he picked up on it, somebody else in, his, in LeBron's inner circle has to know this. It's, it, they have to stop him from doing this.
2: Because whatever happens, they're going to show that highlight two million times and then two million more in the history of the game.
3: I hate everything about
2: this. It's, it's so petty. It's so, but it is. By the way, I um, I've had some interactions with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I really like the guy. He he's he's a jerk in the sense that that I can be a jerk, or the sense that um, you know, people that that, that Tom Kareem can be arrogant. Like I like Kareem, but I, and I understand why people, some people don't. And I like LeBron to a degree. I mean, I've spent a lot more time around LeBron. Like I like LeBron. I probably wouldn't have liked Kareem when I covered him if I had covered him right. Before my time, but I but I once shadowed the guy for eight hours in Kansas City when he got into some hall of fame, and I was a newspaper writer. He can rub people the wrong way. He he's rubbed LeBron the wrong way. He deserves a little more respect than that. Absolutely. Yeah, but it would be funny. I mean, I'm I'm torn because it's awful, but just the chutzpah behind the the like, oh my god.
3: If you want to tell me he does the Skyhook in the same game that he breaks the record, but it can't be the basket that breaks it.
2: It well, can't do be it. the basket. He goes 0 for 7 on Skyhooks and then he gets the 8th. I'm actually really upset about this. <laughs> right, well, well, you 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 ruminate on it. You let it percolate, marinate, and we'll, we'll we'll hit it tomorrow. Along with a bunch of other stuff. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. Appreciate you. The show's brighter than you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.